Welcome to Living a Better Life podcast with your host, Madeline Golick. This is a weekly podcast exploring a variety of topics on how you can live a better life, not just physically, but in all aspects of what it means to be human living in a modern world. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not replace professional or medical advice. This podcast is sponsored by Ecophysiotherapy, where their mission is to educate, empower, and rehabilitate you back to health. Without further ado, please enjoy the show. All right, so welcome back to our wonderful listeners. I'm really excited for today's episode because we're going to be talking about the wonderful benefits of silver as a natural supplement, and we're going to get into a little bit of discussion around the essence of wellness. My guest today is Dr. Gordon Pedersen. Welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. So I thought maybe the best place for us to start is to build a little bit of background, a little contextual, because you have an extensive educational background um, in a lot of very, you know, related and unrelated field, like it's just very extensive. And I thought I'd, it would be great for our listeners to learn a little bit about you and uh, sort of your educational background. Well, it started out when I was about 17, and my older brother, he got Crohn's disease, and the doctor said, you know, we've done everything we can for him. We've taken out sections of his intestine. You just have to realize he's going to suffer a lot and probably die early unless you can find an alternative. And so that triggered me at that age before college to think, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to help my family. So I went and I got trained in traditional Western medicine. I'm a doctor at board certified in anti-aging and regenerative medicine. And I learned that that wasn't good enough for all of the issues in autoimmune that my family had, that we had fibromyalgia and we had celiac and we have Crohn's disease. And my mom had cancer at 33. My sister had cancer at 33. My aunt had the same thyroid cancer at 33. I said, I've got to do something else. So I went on and I became a naturopathic doctor. And then I learned to myself, it's the immune system that can solve everything. So I got a PhD in uh, immunology. And I thought, you know what, I've got to make my own products. These, uh, these traditional drugs aren't doing it. And I got a PhD in toxicology and drug research. So why did I go the way I went? It was because I continued to try to help my family. And I learned two things. One, the body will heal itself if you give it the proper tools. And number two, no single branch of medicine has all the answers. We have to use common sense medicine. Right. That makes sense. And, and it's interesting because I'm just coming off a conference, uh, the International Pelvic Pain Society annual conference. So multidisciplinary. And we're talking the same thing. There's no one treatment. There's no one discipline when it comes to treating pain. And similarly to any sort of chronic condition, you know, we all have to kind of work together at solving, solving the problem. Um, I wanted to ask you because this is kind of, you, you were mentioning to this uh, in our previous discussion, but it, it's kind of like a celebrity fun fact. Um, I guess celebrity fun fact in the medical world, but you mentored under Jonas Salk, which he was the physician that uh, discovered the polio vaccine. What was that like? 
Well, I was very fortunate to be his only graduate student. I was doing my cardiology internship at the uh, University of Utah, and he's got a research clinic there. So one hour, one day a week, I got to sit down with him and try to come up with a new invention. In his case, he had the grant for the artificial heart and artificial heart valve. So I was looking at that and seeing that, and he was just the nicest guy. And at the end of my time there, I asked him, what are you most proud of? And he said, well, my family. I said, okay, in professional terms, what are you most proud of? And he scratched his chin, he looked around and he said, not patenting the polio vaccine. And I said, wait a minute, of all the things you've done, all the lives you've saved, you're most proud of not patenting? He says, yeah, you don't understand. If I would have patented that, that means one pharmaceutical company would have gotten the vaccine and that's it. And their plan was to mark it up 5,000 times as much and take it to the countries that could afford it. They'd go to England and France and Germany and America and then the third world countries, there was no plan. He said they would just continue getting sick because they couldn't afford it. They would get so sick, it would all come back in a stronger form and kill us all. He said, I had to not patent that product and not give it to the pharmaceutical companies. And so uh, I learned from him more than just science, more than just putting viruses into a vaccine. More than that, I learned that when we have knowledge and when we have information and when we have the ability to help others heal, there's a huge responsibility that goes with that. And so um, maybe I learned more from him in a humanitarian area than I did from science. And I imagine it must have been really interesting to uh, work with somebody who's kind of in that also inventive and creative mindset, right? Because not everything is going to work. And, you know, did you ever see him get frustrated, like during his time trying to like create something and not quite getting it? Well, I didn't get to see him while he was making the, the vaccine, but he told me of a time when he was so frustrated because he had taken, imagine, two-gallon jugs with water in them, saline. And he had about 200 of them lined on these shelves in the back wall. And he said, I got so frustrated because as much as I would dilute the virus down, I would still make the mice get the disease before they would get the, their immunity. And he said, I diluted it down to like one in 10 billion parts. And, and I still couldn't get this to work without infecting the mice. And he said, he, I, he said, I finally just took time off and left it and said, I, I can't get this done. I don't know how. He said, he prayed to God and gave it to him and then didn't do anything for about 18 months. And when he came back, all these bottles were still sitting on the shelves. And what he had found is that the bottles that had diluted uh, virus in them had transferred across the glass jar into the saline bottles that had no virus in them. And it was the energy sitting next to the virus that transferred across into the clean water that made the mice get immunity without getting infected. And he said, that time that I took away was necessary for the energy of the virus to transfer through the bottles and make it work. And so he said it was gifted to me when he was very, very frustrated. 
It's interesting because, uh, you know, I read different books and, and some of them business books. And, so, and sometimes they say, you know, when you're, when you're too much in it, if you don't give yourself the space and the time to free your mind from it, like it's the free time that allows for the creative bubbles and creative juices, the solutions to, uh, to pop up, I guess. Anyways, very, very interesting. I, I, I just, I had to kind of dig a little, dig a little deeper into that. So you, you've done so much study. You've, you know, you've studied different areas of medicine. Why did you ultimately decide to focus on natural products? Well, the reason was obvious to my family because the natural medicines were helping the body to heal itself, even if it was just slow and single steps at a time, while the traditional medical roots of, of steroids and chemotherapy drugs and all these immune suppressive agents and surgeries, they weren't working, and uh, it was time for me to focus on something where I could actually pioneer an outcome rather than just fall back. And, and I did. I worked for two pharmaceutical companies, and I learned the pharmaceutical way of doing things. And I also learned their limits. And man-made products have quick, fast responses, but the natural products have slow, steady responses that actually continue to grow. While the man-made drugs, for instance, have such a list of side effects. You've seen commercials on TV. They're for almost sure. humorous. You name some of the side effects. I mean, people just get a kick out of it almost when they hear, well, if you have any of the following side effects, and they name them, and they're from heart disease to kidney failure to you name some of them. You've heard some, haven't you? They're almost oh, like liver failure and hair falling out and, you know, internal bleeding or... I, I, and I'm just, yeah, I'm just thinking of a few. So my favorite one of all was sexual dwarfism. What kind of a side effect is sexual dwarfism? I, I gotta be honest, I've never actually heard that, but I, I imagine it's not uh, the greatest side effect that people are looking to. Uh, not so much, but when you're taking hormones, you can see why they can come up with stuff like that. And so I chose to actually go ahead and start working down the natural route and the immunology route. And you can actually see today in the research, everybody is so excited about immunotherapy when it comes to cancers and immunotherapy when it comes to autoimmune disorders. And so uh, I, I just felt driven to go that direction and it was because of family. Absolutely. So how, how did you, did you stumble across silver? Did you read it somewhere? Let's let's kind of change our our uh, focus here over into uh, you know the the miracles of silver. Like how did you how did you figure that out? Well, the first time I saw silver work was in an immu it was in an emergency room, and a baby came in with diaper rash. And the diaper rash is basically a chemical burn from too much urine in a plastic bag around the baby's bottom bleeding and a huge bright red rash and the baby's crying and silver ointment was applied a burn ointment was applied and within five minutes the baby had stopped crying and within an hour that it took to get the baby in to see the doctor the bleeding had stopped the rash had gone down the redness was almost totally gone and i said to myself that's the quickest uh, uh, 
healing I've seen in a burn in my life. I'm going to have to start looking at what this is. And they said it was silver. And so I went ahead and started laboratory studies and found that it destroyed bacteria, all kinds of bacteria, even MRSA. And I was going, wow, this is, this is powerful stuff. But I found that it would take a couple of minutes for the silver to destroy the bacteria when antibiotics would destroy it in 45 seconds. And so I could see why they would abandon silver and go ahead with the penicillins way back when. But they also went ahead with a man-made product that has all these side effects. While silver has 42 drugs listed in the physician's desk reference. And so it is as a drug for doctors were 100 years ago. But it doesn't now require a prescription. But it now is a food supplement. And it's now been able to be enhanced. I've taken the silver that used to be an okay product. And I've been able to make it into an alkaline state. So it's no longer a strong acid, number one. Number two, I've made it with structured water. And structured water is important because structured water is one of the only things that's been found to peel back and strip away biofilms. Like when people have bacteria and yeast in their gut, it gets suspended in a biofilm. Well, the structured water can peel it away. The alkaline silver can work without triggering an immune response because it's not acidic. And so I've now got a product that destroys germs faster, more completely, does it safer, and you can do it without a prescription. So this is really a valuable time to be looking at it. And it needed to be documented in laboratory science, peer-reviewed, double-blind studies. And so I've tried to do that. Excellent. I want to take a step uh, back for a second because you talked a little bit about alkaline uh, and I want to talk a little bit about collodial silver because collodial silver is something like that I'm sort of familiar, uh, uh, my my um, my godfather who lived out in BC, he would tell me you should get a collodial silver spray and I would spray that. Um, whenever I was feeling like I was getting sick. And then I heard it again more recently on a Netflix um, semi kind of documentary uh, called Life Below Zero, where people out in Antarctica, where they have no access to medical because they're very remote, would carry collodial silver as a means of fighting cold. So what is collodial silver? And, you know, what? how is your product different? Like, kind of, I'm not sure if I'm asking a very good question, but I hope that you yeah. can summon a question out of that. It's one of the most commonly asked questions, and that is, what is the difference between colloidal silver and this structured alkaline silver? And the answer is, colloidal silver is basically shavings of silver that are sus suspended in a water solution. The problem with the colloidal is it falls out of solution that creates a problem for the body getting rid of it out of the body. Then we take molecules that are much smaller for the structured alkaline silver. We use structured water that has a magnetic resonance and then we put it in an alkaline state and the silver is discharged into that water using 10,500 volts of pulsing magnetic energy. Electromagnetic energy 
sends a pulse into the silver one molecule at a time, it comes off and bonds with the water molecule. So now we have a structured water molecule with silver in it. it won't fall out of solution. It's alkaline. The colloidal silvers of the past, and they worked fairly good, but they just didn't have a safety factor because colloidal silver is a strong acid, number one. Number two, the little particles of silver would fall out of solution and sometimes stain the skin. You heard of the blue man, I'm sure. In fact, that was probably one of your next questions. The people who make their own colloidal silver have a problem because it falls out of solution and sticks to the skin rather than what we do is structure the water molecule to hold the silver in much tinier particles so they can't fall out of solution. So structured alkaline silver is alkaline, works with the immune system. The immune system doesn't flare up against it. And we're a couple of generations ahead of what the old colloidal silver used to be. And it makes it safer and work better. Right. So uh, what you're saying is uh, with your, uh, like with this structured water solution, you don't have to shake it before you take it? Yeah, that's very correct. And you know, that, that may all, I could have said it all in that short of a sense. Well, you know what? More. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. I just take the, you know, challenging concepts and I break it down into one liner. Uh, and I got to say, it was not planned. It just came down. <laughs> we'll put that on a t-shirt, won't we? Yeah, exactly. Um, so silver obviously isn't uh, a, a new discovery and, um, you know, what, so you said you're running some, like you're running, uh, some studies, like there are, is there published material? So now I'm thinking more for like the naturopathic doctors that may be listening, like, you know, obviously a, a lot of our doctors down here are evidence-based. Um, you know, if they're looking for information, is it out there? Yes, there is information. If you go and, and do a Medline search, and doctors know what that is, you yep. can search on Medline. And uh, I did last month, and I pulled up over 500 articles reviewing silver, its benefit, and its different types and structures uh, just in the last two years. So there's quite a few articles that are out there. Myself, I've published, oh, if it's okay to roll my chair back. For sure. I've got it right behind the microscope here. This is an article. This is in the Indian Practitioner, and this is silver completely removes malaria parasites from the blood of human subjects infected with malaria in an average of five days. Review of four randomized, multi-centered clinical studies performed in Africa. So that's one of my studies, and I went over to Africa and I studied it, and I published it using medical research uh, uh, protocols, published it in peer-reviewed journals. I've done the same for influenza. I've done the same for mechanisms of action. I've done a number of different things. And while silver is not new, the way we manufacture it makes a new molecule that is no longer acidic. And so we do really have a new form of silver, and it works in so many places to help people in so many ways with so little side effect problems that it's a good first line of defense for, for your mouth. You brush your teeth with the gel. You can swallow it for bacteria or yeast in the gut. Vaginally is probably one of the most commonly used ways. They just take the gel, put it on a tampon. If my finger were the tampon, totally soak that 
tampon with gel inserted at night, take it out in the morning, and they got eight hours of gel destroying yeast, destroying bacteria, destroying viruses, and they take their health care back and don't always have to rely on one antibiotic after another or one antifungal drug after another to confuse the problem. And I got to tell you, maybe the best thing that ever happened for, for the women that I work with is if they get a urinary tract infection, they'll take a bottle of liquid silver and they'll drink four ounces. That's about like a quarter of a cup. They'll just drink it right now. And because silver does not change when it goes in your mouth and comes out your urine, it's going to pool in the bladder. So imagine you drink the liquid silver, it goes through your whole body, drains out, filtered out by the kidneys and pools in your bladder. Now the bladder has a wall that's filled with bacteria and it stings and it burns and urine makes it even feel worse. Silver comes in and if you can fill that whole bladder up, you now have liquid silver destroying the bacteria, not only in the bladder, but in the surrounding areas as well. And women that know what it feels like when that burn starts to happen, they immediately can go for this and they can immediately drink an amount that's going to fill their bladder and they can get it back under control in just a matter of hours. Now, in uh, now, obviously, again, I assume there's study data. Like, does do the studies um, also advise, let's say, naturopathic doctors about dosing? Like, is that something that's within studies or is that something extrapolated through experience? I'm still here. No, they don't. And the reason okay. why is because when you go ahead and you publish a medical study, like I've got on the wall over here, I've got yeah. several of these. If you publish that and you document this substance destroys this germ, take this much, that's reserved for drug only. As a toxicologist and as a doctor, I know that that world exists for pharmaceutical products only. Gotcha. If you want to stay in the natural product arena or the naturopathic arena, you've got to be able to say this is the structure and function that this works by. So what happens is you can't publish this product will destroy this particular thing and write a prescription for it yet. For about 10 years, I've had this book out and it's called The Silver Solution. And it sold probably three or 400,000 copies now. It's a best-selling book, but what it is, is the science of silver for 40 pages. Then, A to Z, 480 ways to use silver in 480 situations. I just opened it up right here, and it talks about leishmaniasis and for lips and liver disease, lupus, that was the L's. And I'm, I go on here, and I'm under T's for toenail fungus. And all I've done is given a recipe guide. It's a reference guide that tells you in two paragraphs what you can do if you choose to do so, but it's a structure function claim. So this is why this book has been so popular with the doctors is because it talks about the science and then gives recipes, not prescriptions, not drug claims. And it just says, you know, for... Lung health, you might want to inhale the mist. Or for nose health, you're in, you know, spray it up your nostrils with one of these great little devices that sprays. I guess you can see that maybe. Yep, yep. And you can use these things. So common sense medicine is what I call this book. And it really helps. On the other hand, 
I've kind of combined all of the sciences I have together and look in the back of this book. There's like 220 different medical references that documents what I have to say. I could go yeah. on for pages and pages and pages of references. Oh, for sure. I can't read it, but I, I imagine that uh, anybody looking at the book will see uh, a large reference, uh, a reference guide. And certainly, um, you know, uh, any naturopathic doctor looking to learn more can also cross-reference with Medline or PubMed. Yep depending yep. on how they're accessing their scientific data. Yeah. So you mentioned um, silver is safe. Uh, can, you know, is it for everybody? Is the, Are there individuals who should not use it? Well, the people who shouldn't use it would be allergic to silver. And you're yep. not going to know that in advance. And so guess what? There's not anybody that really can't use it. If people don't want to use it, that's one of the biggest reasons. But no, there's no real reason that someone can't use it. In fact, when we're born, within the first 10 minutes of our life, they take liquid silver drops and put them in your eyeballs, the most vulnerable organ of your body, the most vulnerable time in your life. Before they even feed you, you get liquid silver drops in your eyes so that the bacteria from our environment won't cause infantile blindness. So 99% of everyone who's listening right now has probably had liquid silver put in their eyes within the first few minutes of their life, indicating how safe it really is and what a benefit it really provides. You also mentioned the ER. Uh, so I just want to kind of loop back to that for a moment. Um, uh, so you were saying the use it in burns. So you will see modern day medical medical doctors in hospitals using silver, I believe on the burn ward we've. Yeah, every burn ward in the world uses silvadine and that's a silver product. And it's basically for bandaging a wound. And the realization of this is that the silver stops infections and infections are the number one reason burn wounds won't close. So silver works on bacteria, viruses, and yeast, stopping the infection. But the incredible part of silver additionally is, is that it causes the release and mobilization of stem cells, your own stem cells, indicating that in studies, wounds heal in half the time with half the scarring. And I've published that article as well in uh, the... Uh, let's see, the Journal of Anti-Aging Medicine with day after day after day pictures showing healing that occurs using silver. So burn units love silver. It's the best thing for a burn wound. And because of that, we have a little bit different form of silver in a liquid, in a gel, in lozenges, imagine for your mouth and throat, in mouthwash and lotions. And so people can have the delivery system they choose or need on a daily basis. And then if they think, you know what, I might need to get an antibiotic anyway. Well, in a study done by Harvard, when you drink liquid silver at the same time you take your antibiotic, it makes the antibiotic 1,000 times more effective. And if that's not enough, it reverses antibiotic resistance at the same time. So the future of antibiotics certainly includes silver and vice versa. Interesting. 
Uh, I had a side thought uh, because you also have silver bars of soap. And I wonder, because I'm part of, you know, different mummy groups and and things of that nature, uh, that a lot of mums are dealing with, you know, kids who have really, really bad eczema. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. The first thing is, yeah, this is a bar of soap, and I just opened it up because I have it sitting here. And this is starting out with all natural ingredients. And the reason why is because you've probably seen what ingredients are in soap and disinfectant and sanitizers and such. And so what we do with this is have a non-toxic soap founded on shea butter. And then we put in some silver. And in addition to that, the essential oil lavender. Well, we have five different types of soaps. And the reason they're getting so much uh, use in these areas is because they don't cause the skin to itch. They don't dry the skin out. They destroy the pathogens that might be left behind, bacteria that might cause acne. They also are used in a, with an aroma, the uh, lavender in this case, to give some calming. And people that are in the naturopathic world realize that that counts for the skin as well. So the soaps are just fantastic for cleansing and uh, being non-toxic. In fact, I'm talking too much, I know, but this is a good one. I got Oh, that's t- okay. Yeah, go oh, ahead. <laughs> so approximately three months ago, the FDA came out and banned 28 of the 31 ingredients found in hand sanitizers for two reasons. One reason was they did not actually kill the germs they claimed to kill, and the ones that were left over were becoming super germs, number one. Number two, that the ingredients that were harsh chemicals were causing DNA damage at the skin, in the skin level. In other words, They're causing abnormal cell growth, and they're not killing the germs they claim to kill, leaving behind silver gel to be the perfect hand sanitizer choice. Interesting. Yeah, obviously, I know that the research community is looking for solutions to the antibiotic resistance problem. Um, You know, and and even just, you know, physicians being very clear about, like, take your antibiotics as prescribed, right? Like, you feel better, you still need to take them, right? Because if you don't, you know, the, the antibiotic resistance is really, really a big problem and certainly within hospital settings with um, MRSA and all of that. So it'll be interesting to see where the research goes with this. I selfishly want to switch gears to talk about pets. All right. <laughs> um Mainly because uh, I have some questions and curiosity, and obviously I received your copy of uh, Silver and Animals, and I was just flipping through really, really quickly, uh, and my question is related to, I didn't, and I didn't see it listed in here, but um, seizures, because my dog scared the living Jesus out of me um, just earlier this month having a seizure, which I didn't know that that's what it was. Uh, and I didn't see it listed there, but I was curious if it would have any benefits. Well, with silver, if it's bacteria, virus, or yeast oriented or caused by one of those three pathogens, silver is going to be a great benefit. And all you have to do is find a way to have your pet consume either the liquid or the gel on a regular basis twice a day. 
and then you'll get a benefit. So the answer is you you'll probably want to try putting gel on your hand and having them lick it off. It's a great way to have your pet greet you, treats their mouth for bad breath at the same time as it goes to their body and helps with seizures. In most cases, seizures are not caused by bacteria, virus, yeah. or, or yeast. Most seizures can be a number of different things from birth defects to a, a stressful situation yeah. to dehydration to toxic chemicals. Anyway, there's so many things you and I can't go through all the time. Absolutely, yeah. But you can try for that 20% of the problem that could be bacteria, viruses, or yeast. And the answer is to just make sure your pet gets a dose of liquid or gel and don't be shy about it. You're not going to give them too much. They could drink the whole bottle at one time yeah. and they're not going to be a problem. But you want to give them enough that there's going to be a clearing of that problem. If, if it's a, a gut problem, for instance, we do know that certain yeast in the gut can send triggers to the brain that can trigger uh, a problem in the brain. We also know that if bacteria can get from the back of the mouth up inside the ears and into the brain, that it can be a problem that way as well. But the answer is very simple. You may just daily want to take a cap full of liquid silver and pour it into your dog's water. There is no taste, there's no odor, and they're going to be drinking it daily. That may be just as all, all it might take. Um, the rest of the neurological profile of seizures is big and long. Do you know what kind? Is it a complex partial? It, or a yeah, well, it, it's interesting because it was the first one and the the basically the doctor uh, that I consulted was just basically saying, like, let's just monitor. Uh, we could run blood work, um, you know, but, you know, it can get expensive. Obviously, there's expenses. And they said that even... We can examine him just to make sure like nothing bad happened. We can do blood work and make sure all of that's really fine. But unless they're like having a seizure while they're testing, it's, it's really hard for them to see uh, potentially the cause. Right. So yes. I didn't want to put him through all that stress. Maybe it was a one-off if it happens again, you know, then having, he's going in for his checkup anyways, but, um, but I was just curious because well, we we do love our pets and we do realize that the pet's uh, immune system and its body can help heal itself from this situation. And silver can play a huge role in helping it be bacteria, virus, and yeast-free. With that, yeah, yeah. we can do that with a little cap full of silver in their water, gel on your hand, greeting them. And you know what? That's a really great first step. And maybe they'll never, ever have another seizure again. Um, and let's hope. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Um, and, and I noticed, you know, that also can be useful for like fleas. I mean, yes. that's... And can you imagine with just a little spray bottle or like a Windex sprayer? Yeah. You put the liquid silver in there and then spray away and you just, I know they'll think you're punishing them if you spray it in their face, but if you put, if you, or their ear, they get a little nervous about that. But if you just spray it all around them and you put the mist on them and just you just let it stand for one minute, then brush it out. My gosh, you've got a great way to help disinfect a dog. And I didn't say it that way, but I've even got pet owners that take these nice little carriers that you put your dog in and they're all mesh on the top. Yeah. They'll take a humidifier and fill up the reservoir with liquid silver so that the mist coming out is all misted silver. They'll put their dog in the little compartment that they travel with 
the mist will come in and just totally mist, uh, put that silver mist all over them for just a couple of minutes. And then they'll take them out and they've kind of uh, taken care of the odors and things that were caused with bacteria. And uh, usually a little bit of gel on reproductive or excretion organs helps as well. Uh, and cats, if you have cats, they get these little boogery things right here. Well, those are bacteria. And so you take a little bit of gel and you put right there and you know, you're, you're helping your pets out so well with a wound, with, yeah. uh, with, in their water, you put it on their bodies and you know, they don't always eat where they should or drink where they should. And they don't always uh, lick where they should either. So this is, <laughs> this is a way to protect you as well as them. Thank you for that. Uh, I, I, I certainly, you know, those are some great tips uh, for pet owners. And certainly my dog gets the goopies in his eyes as well. So uh, that's something I'll be definitely taking a look at. So I'm going to switch gears one more, uh, one more time. And I wanted to um, chat about essence. So I understand this is another wellness book you have written. Well, Essence of Wellness is something I've accumulated over time. I've got a book here. And on the top of all of my books, I write Essence of Wellness like I have. Maybe you can see that. I don't know. Yeah, I can see that. Yep. And, and so the essence is very simple. Many times I've tried to give people advice. And by the time I got done, I talked myself into so many circles. And then I listened to the TV and then the radio. And people get to the point where they just don't know what to do next. And I wanted to give them a program that was one word. So I took the word essence, and every letter in the word essence is one medical principle. Essence, eat, sleep, supplement, exercise, neutralize poisons in our environment, clean water, and eliminate stress. Those are the word, that's the word essence, E-S-S-E-N-C-E. -S -S -E -E. Well, you've got this listed in my book, and even a questionnaire that you can answer eight questions in each one of those categories. When you get done, you now have a priority list of where you should start with eating or sleeping. I find that sleeping is one of the biggest areas people are uh, ignoring as a wellness principle. And so that's what I put in all of my books. It's my overall wellness program in one word essence, eat, sleep, supplement, exercise, neutralize poisons, clean water, and eliminate stress. And if you know yourself, you need to know all of those areas so that when you do have to go to a doctor, you're still doing what you're responsible for. And hopefully you won't have to have a treatment, but if you do, your body will know how to handle it much better. Absolutely. And, and I mean, that's something that we you know, talk about as guiding principles in terms of overall health and wellness. So, you know, this is, I mean, certainly for me, it's nothing, it's nothing new. And uh, one of the things that we talked a lot about at our conference was, uh, especially when it relates to persisting pain, is that oftentimes sleep disturbances precede persistent, developing persisting pain conditions. Well, there's no question. In fact, we did a study on military men, so they were about 22 years of age. We sleep deprived them. Every night, they could only sleep four hours. In two weeks, every single one of them tested positive for diabetes. So that tells you how many things are changing to try to adapt. In this case, hormone systems were adapting 
to the lack of sleep. And, and you know what? A little bit of inflammation added there and you've got pain. Oh, absolutely. Or, you know, an infection or uh, an actual injury or a stressful situation. I mean, any of those things are capable of creating an alarm system response, right? So, yeah. And one that, while we're on the topic, that's really important for children in that sleep area is they sometimes look at their phones too much and they look at their computer screens too long and they don't get a deep sleep at night because it's over there and they can text over here and they can write over there. And this includes teenagers as well as children. But when they don't get sleep in those developing years, sometimes we even have a link to mental illness. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I mean, certainly uh, there's tons of research out, uh, out there. And one of the thing, one of the guiding principles that we're, you know, really, um, talking about more so even in the physiotherapy realm is um is sleep like if you have nothing else to target first that's that's one of the things you know that you can really but it's hard right because people have a hard time figuring out how do they begin to sleep better and it certainly takes practice and uh certainly there's a lot of resources and things of that nature but uh, i i i wanted to go through those essence um you know, the, the acronym, because really people are probably hearing this and they probably need to hear it over and over and over that like, you know, those are all things that you can work on for yourself. And if you're not sure how there are people out there who are more than happy to, you know, to assist with helping you optimize those particular realms. And then of course you have, you know, supplementation, um, where, where we're kind of, lacking or needing a booster certainly you know here up in canada you know we're we're heading into our darker season so our vitamin d levels are going to be you know not optimized right so um seasonal affective disorder yep yeah well i've had a really great time learning about the different uh you know, different uses and the research and, um, you know, the different ways silver can be used. How can people um, learn more or find you, follow you? Um, I'm on, I'm on a website that's mine. It's called my doctor suggests and my doctor suggests.com is significant because not only does it have my products on there, it's got books that I've written on there. And we'd like to give those books away to people free, not in a hard copy form, but just in a way that if you click on one of my books on my website, digitally it's gonna to come to you immediately so that we can get you information and you can see and, and read that information because it's very important and that includes a little booklet I uh, presented to the Naturopathic Association last conference on the essence of wellness where it's a questionnaire. And so you can open up and to answer the questions and give you an idea of where your priorities are and solutions to help you with them. So those are all available for free on my website. And my doctor suggests also has a link to my YouTube site that has over 200 videos videos that include me talking about silver-related issues, 
but many things that aren't silver related issues. Many of them are uh, things that are just in the news today and I talk about things that are proven and not proven. But with my background, I try to bring a sense of common sense to the medical world and with the essence of wellness, in one word, a place to start. Right. Excellent. Okay. And to our listeners, we will post the link in our show notes. So it makes it easy just to click and uh, find information. And I think information is important because it gives you the ability to ask better questions of your medical providers um, and, and just ask better questions of how you can improve your overall health. So I think certainly the best place to start is always on the knowledge piece. Um, so Gordon, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to come on my show, educate people. Like you said, you're the humanitarian part, uh, you know, um, is coming out. So I I really want to express my uh, gratitude uh, for your time. Thank you so much. it's, It's been a joy to be here. And to our listeners, of course, if you've enjoyed our episode, uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, which is on iTunes, Google, uh, podcast for Android, Spotify, Stitcher, all of these things. And make sure to share this episode with somebody because, you know, maybe it'll be the light bulb that goes off that, you know, can really help out. And again, knowledge is power. So again, we want to thank you and we look forward to uh, connecting with you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Living a Better Life podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our show to stay up to date with our latest and greatest episodes. We would also love to hear your comments, suggestions, and reviews. Thanks again. Until the next episode. Bye for now.